Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our vision of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. All right, my guest today is Mark Metry. I'm so pumped to have him back on the show. He was episode number 36. If you want to hear the full interview of our first interview, you can go to jordanparis.com slash EP36. Mark Metry, he does many things, but most notably, he has his Humans 2.0 podcast that was ranked number 96 in the world very recently. And he's had some of the, I, I, I've said it to my friends before, there is not a podcast out there that has better guests. There is, wow. there's plain, plain and simple, Mark Metry has the best guest in the world on his Thank podcast. You, no doubt about it. Yes, my pleasure. And let me let me tell you, man, that interview, that conversation that we shared back six months ago, almost exactly, that I, I believe it was actually five and a half months ago, but that interview changed the course of so many things, the direction of my entire life, the direction of my career, and because there were three things that I, you took me to school, brother, you took me to school. All right. You took me to school on imposter syndrome. At the time I was suffering from some kind of, kind of bad imposter syndrome. Like I was, I was definitely feeling a little, little shitty about myself. And then with the podcast, I had you give me your top three growth strategies that you use to grow your podcast. And I believe that was like, that was very, very recently after you reached the top 100. So it was obviously very relevant. <laughs> and, and so I've used that to grow my podcast. And then most importantly, with LinkedIn, you put me on the course, like how to post LinkedIn content. And I studied your content for months after that. And then I finally pulled the trigger hey. in like November. And after, you know, after thinking about it every day and like looking at other people's stuff and your stuff every day, I finally pulled the trigger and started posting and I was like, oh my God, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> so Mark, I really, with that monologue there, I really wanted to extend my warmest thank you to you. And I can't wait to, it, it's, it's, you know, I've, I've said this to even my own mother. Cause like, even my own mother knows about you. Cause like, because, <laughs> cause that's, that's how much of an impact you've made on me. I was like, you know, it's kind of interesting that we've never met in person. I've never shaken his hand. And it, cause it, just, it just doesn't seem that way. And But nevertheless, I cannot wait to shake your hand very soon one day, Mark. Dude, thank you so much for that. You know, it really means the world to me that, you know, not only somebody listened, but also took action. And that's the golden standard. And they're passing that on to others. That's the best thing, man. You should thank you for thanking me. And you should also thank yourself. Where do you, where do you live, by the way? I totally forget. I'm in Fort Myers, Fort Myers, Florida. So. Oh, that's cool. Yo, I, there's a possibility I'll be in Florida next month. So, really? Orlando. Yeah, I don't know how far. It is. 
It is five hours. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's worth a, it's it, a man. Little tough. <laughs> yeah, it might it might be depending on depending on the event that's going on. We'll have to consider it and talk about that off the air. But Mark, now what's interesting is that I believe with you didn't just do that with me. You didn't just help me. Like you you got on the phone with me. It wasn't just that podcast. You had gotten on the phone with me and offered your help and advice. And I think that what I've heard is that you've done that with several people, a lot of people, and you're just giving away your advice and help for free and your time for free. Why do you do that? What drives you there? Probably two things. The first one is, you know, if I was a bit younger, and it has nothing to do with age, but if I was a bit younger and somebody did that for me, that would totally change my game. And probably the second reason is because, you know, it's not always possible to give away your time. I can't give away my time to everyone. It's just literally impossible. But the time that you do give to some certain people that you see certain potential in, you have no idea who they're going to be in five, 10 years. You know, for all I know, you're going to be the next, you know, Tim Ferriss. And the fact that, you know, we did this, hopefully we further relationship further and, you know, you become Tim Ferriss, you know, I want to say like, yo, I know Tim Ferriss, right? But the version of you, and I think there's some other things, but I'd say probably those are the two main ones for me. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Because you had posted about two days ago, I believe, about, <laughs> oh, you already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> and I've experienced... Uh, something similar, but not quite like that. Not anything near what you experienced at all. But you reached out to someone to be on your podcast at the end of 2017. And they said, and I, you know, might be butchering it, but they were like, you want me to be on your podcast and you only have 50 subscribers. Seriously? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And how did that turn out, Mark? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what happened really, recently? Yeah, it was it was so awesome. Like in a way, like so, I I had sent this person an email at the end of 2017 where I was like just starting my podcast. Nobody listened to it, and they got that email, and I was basically like, okay, that's cool, like whatever. And then like a couple of days ago, I I got an email from that same person, and they were like, Mark, congrats on your success. All my friends are like talking about this podcast. I keep hearing you again and again and again. I would I would love to be a guest. And, you know, I didn't, you know, I basically just told them that I'm not really interested anymore because one, the podcast has changed direction. And two, it's just like, you know, I don't I don't judge that person. I don't think any less of them. I don't have hard feelings. I'm not somebody who's out there to like prove people wrong or something or like, you know, look at me, look at where I'm at right now. But it's just like a really, really funny contrast to kind of see like what can happen in a year. Yeah. And like a year, maybe a, coming close to a year and a half now, if somebody just puts on tunnel vision and takes a step after the other and associates themselves with the right people and so that for me was like rewarding just for the fact that I have come this far 
And the funny part about it is like literally three other people reached out to me after they saw my LinkedIn post and they were like, oh crap, like, dude, I'm so like, it's pretty funny, man. But it's like, I know this hasn't even started yet. And as, you know, humble, as patient, as focused I can be on my own stuff, the better. I want to highlight the, the underlying message there, the lesson that you had highlighted in your post. And it's that how you treat people that quote unquote, can't do anything for you is really the true sign of success. And it aligns a lot with my message. I've been preaching for, I've been preaching this since November. Uh, and I, it started with my LinkedIn presentation, which by the way, dude, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I used you as an example in my 40 minute oh, really? lecture on LinkedIn. Yeah, oh, of course. Awesome. Yes. I, I didn't know. I highlighted you, Justin Wynn and Sarah, Sarah Gross and Jermaine Louis as like people that are doing very well on LinkedIn uh, for people our age. And, you know, I sort of wanted to empower the class of 70 marketing students the way that you empowered me and because I was given that opportunity and it was great. But where I was going with that was I was I was teaching a lesson and I started teaching this in, in November and it's that you should really treat everyone like they should be like they could get you a cover story on Forbes magazine because oh, right and I posted about that today actually hmm. on LinkedIn and the reason behind that is because even people are so short sighted right people are so short sighted like what can you do for me now and if they and if they can't do anything for them now then they're not interested but you never ever know to your point Mark that maybe in three days, three months, three years, heck, 15 years, who knows what they could do for you, who they can introduce you to. And it, and so it sort of goes back to what Jordan Harbinger says too, digging the well before you're thirsty. It's, it's all those principles tied into one. I absolutely love that anecdotal story uh, that you had posted the other day, man. It's really, it's, it's something that we should all live by, treating everyone like they can get your cover storm for his magazine and how you treat people that quote unquote can't do anything for you. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And like a note on that is like, you know, I, I love that quote, treat everyone like they can get you a Forbes cover, whatever. And it's like, I totally agree with that, but also somebody may read that and may think it is like very transactional, right? Because it's like, you know, having a relationship with somebody is not about, them doing things for you, right? No. But here's the thing, it is, right? So like, I totally understand that, but it's like, you've got to have both of those like kind of sides of Forbes magazine. And then also, you know, how do you treat a homeless person, right? And like, here's the funny thing. I actually got a Forbes <laughs> cover from this like dude that I ended up having on my podcast and we kind of stayed friends with. And then he just sent me an email like or like a text, maybe like, like eight months later, just like out of the blue. And he was like, yo, you want to be on Forbes? And I was just like, oh shit, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. That's, that's what it's about. That is exactly what it is, is about. Now, Mark, I'm really curious as to, in the last six months since we've last talked, what are some new things that you have done 
to further the growth of your podcast, to further the growth of your brand on LinkedIn, some new strategies that you've just incorporated only recently? You know, to be honest with you, bro, nothing. Uh, mm. <laughs> here's what I will say. What I have learned is that my podcast is me and I am my podcast. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we see, you know, maybe some successful startups, some companies, some brands. But what I've really learned is that it's only successful based on the founder, based on the founder themselves brand. And it's like this, the last six months, like I don't, I don't have, like there is no new like, you know, tactic from like the gods that like if you do this thing, you're going to explode, right? But the one thing that I have just been continuing to pursue is just developing myself, developing myself to be a person of value to other people because it is really what you do for others that will continue to grow your brand, your podcast. And so just by kind of pursuing on that path and by being known as a connector, like people now associate me with like Seth Godin and Ed Milet and all these amazing, very valuable people just because I might've introduced them to a subscriber on my podcast. So for me, it's just really been like, how do I do that? How do I keep doing that better? And now it's been like, how do I keep doing this while there's like a thousand people that are messaging me and emailing me and I can give them my attention, you know, versus when I only had a hundred people reaching out to me and it was much, much more manageable. And so, dude, it's been like a serious, serious challenge but it's it makes it that much more rewarding. And it's like, you know, we see people all the time where they gain some kind of success and they either can't handle it and they fall or they have some kind of short-term success and they can't keep it up. And so my entire thing is like, how do I keep developing myself? How do I, Mark Metry, keep growing to build out this Humans 2.0 thing to even be a better and bigger thing. And there's a lot of things that I'm looking forward to in the future for sure. But that's the honest truth, man. What does growth look like for you on a daily basis? Does that involve reading, listening to other podcasts, taking whatever course it may be? What does it look like? Yeah, I mean, dude, that's an interesting question. So the best way I could answer that instead of giving you sort of a a bullshit black and white answer is this man ever since i made a commitment to myself in november of 2016 to become the person that i actually want to be and even before that i have literally been the second i wake up that's the first thing i think of i go to the bathroom that's the first thing i think of I am taking a dump. That's the first thing I think of. I'm brushing my teeth. That's the first thing I think of. I'm eating breakfast. That's the only thing that I think of. I'm hanging out with my family. That's the only thing that I think of. And like what I had to do for everyone listening, like I used to be a completely different person. Yo, can I swear on this? Oh, of course. Okay, yeah. sorry. I'm, not, I'm actually not even somebody that swears, but when I feel the passion come, it's just like, if I try to stop swearing, I just put a filter on myself, okay? 
So I used to be a completely different person. I used to be over 200 pounds. Like I was physically completely different. My mindset was completely different. It was 180 degrees to the person that's talking to you today. And so I became addicted to becoming the best version of myself because I was living someone else's life for the first 18 years of my life. And when I began to realize that, I shit you not, I literally like locked myself in a room and I would literally read for hours. I would listen to podcasts. I would work out. I would eat the healthiest freaking food I could be. Like I like this is literally what I do and this is honestly what I still do today. This is what I do today, exactly. Exactly. What I would do is like when this was first becoming a thing for me, I'd literally lock myself in a room and I'd pull out my journal and I'd say, okay, Mark, you know, you're going to wake up at 5 a.m. in gratitude. You're going to do this, 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 and that. You're going to meditate. You're going to be grateful. You know, you're going to, you're going to work out. You're going to run. You're going to do, you know, you're going to eat healthy. You're going to do whatever, right? And I had to do that to reprogram myself because I couldn't live with the person that I unintentionally created for those first 18 years of my life. And that has not stopped until today. So it's like, ever since, like I came from a really, uh, you know, nothing crazy like living on the streets or anything, but I came from an impoverished background. But right. at the age of 15, I was self-made. I, w- I was making six figures from something that I loved doing. And I, you know, had the opportunity to go like live on an island for the rest of my life. But the kind of person that I had to become to be my real self was this kind of freak that is just like literally, literally obsessed with growth. And it's like, when I see a a normal person, I don't understand how they do what they did, even though that is what I did. And it's like, for me, it is just literally about like, I, I genuinely love being myself to the best of my potential. I genuinely love improving everything that I am magnetized to do. I love feeling pain. It sucks, right? Like in the, like, don't get me wrong. I like, I'm not some kind of super God when it's happening. It sucks. I hate it. But there's like another part of me, like a, maybe like a higher self of me that in that moment where I am feeling anxiety and fear, I still know, hey, this is actually going to grow like my soul. And so for me, it, like I'm literally addicted. I'm obsessed with growing and I have, you know, created like this Humans 2.0 podcast not for other people, not to like grow my brand, not to become an influencer, not to make my, not to do any of those things, but it is literally for the sole intention to put myself in a self-amplifying feedback loop that is external, that is a part of something different that constantly involves me surrounding myself with the best of the best of the best to associate my identity with them to learn from them, to learn from practitioners, not theorists, not people that just read books and talk about it. The people of the people, the best possible human beings that are still alive today. And so for me, man, that's what growth is. How can I face some kind of pain for my body, my mind, my spirit in every single area of my life? And 
I'm trying to work on those. Some days it sucks. Some days it's awesome. Some moments are awesome. Some moments are not so awesome. And it's just like, the thing is like, dude, I cannot wait to look back at this time when I'm like 30 years old be like, damn, remember when I was like that 21 year old kid and I was doing all these things and I got featured on Forbes and this happened and I was doing this and this and that. And it's just like, it's going to be the fuck sorry i just saw something it's gonna be amazing man. <laughs> i'm so excited thank you so much for asking me that question of course a self-amplifying feedback loop that's a new one that i've heard mr mark metry you talk about pain now what are some of the biggest challenges that you face today on a daily basis is it challenges relating to the podcast still are they what what is it yeah, man. So I'll like I'll be totally honest with you. Like, first off, running a business is super, super damn hard. It's not glamorous. It literally sucks balls sometimes. Okay. Like that is the most blatant way I could put it. Sure, there are some fun aspects to it, but a big, big major part of it is like being an entrepreneur starting a business you are basically failing your way to success. We all know that failure is the greatest learning tool, but it sucks because you are constantly in sort of like this rebirth, this reincarnation where it's like you're building yourself, you're removing from yourself. You're de- you're destroying parts of yourself. You're destroying previous behaviors, previous habits that you've had that are no longer serving you and you're constantly creating and changing with uncertain behaviors, okay? And so- the business part, yeah, it's hard. But honestly, man, the business, the podcast, um, being disciplined with my habits, like working out, dude, all that stuff is a video game to me. Really, like mm-hmm. I, like when I'm always in those moments, I, I sometimes I feel anxiety, but there's always like that other part of me that has that reassurance of like, no, 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 no. This is just, you know, pain is leaving your body. Growth is being built. I always know that. Sometimes I forget it. But for me, man, my real challenges, honestly, is like the real problems in life. Like um, some of my personal issues, some of my um, family issues, some relationship issues. And that for me is really important. And then also just like the issues that I have with myself. Um, Like, here's the thing. I I love myself. I forgive myself. I'm not resentful towards myself. Here's the thing, man. I will have like really, really deep and brutally honest conversations with myself that are so painful that sometimes I question myself. I'm like, should I even be doing this? Like, why don't I just go back and, you know, stop pursuing this path of doing the right thing? And why don't I just go towards the path of least resistance? Why don't I just screw off and, you know, you know, binge drink on the weekends? And, you know, obviously I never do those things because I know like I wouldn't want to do those things even if there were no consequences. But it's like, I I have a lot of existential stress, man. And I think it, that's for a variety of reasons. When I was born, I, like I almost died right away. 
Um, I had some birth complications, some health issues that, it, you know, in my opinion, it's like if you study trauma and the human psyche, you know, you understand that if you have an experience like that, you're constantly facing easy central stress, man. Like sometimes there are moments where I feel like the world's about to explode. Like there are literally moments where I feel like shit is about to hit the fan. And it's usually in those moments where I'm in like a very, very deep part of my brain that I'm not just in there just for the sake of feeling pain or being in there, but that's where the most amount of growth happens, man. And it's like this, the more pain that I have learned, the the more uncomfortable things that I can admit to myself, the more lies that I have told myself previously that I can bring into the truth, the more memories that I can dig deeper in and be like, wait, why did that happen? That's where all the growth comes in. And like, honestly, I, I tend to not get this deep in a question or like philosophical, but it's like, you asked me about like, what are my biggest challenges? What is the biggest pain? I honestly think it is the sole pain of being a human being and, and kind of at an existential level because all the things that I do on a day-to-day basis, it's like a video game, man. Like when you go that deep down in the dungeon, in the abyss of your mind that nobody wants to go to, that other people distract themselves with, with either external things or even superficial ideas. When you go that deep and then when you face pain or resistance in your life, it's nothing, man. Like, here's the thing, dude, I freaking wish I could tell the entire world all of my struggles and I'm going to in like the next five to 10 years and like my New York Times bestselling book. But here's the thing, man, like the pain, the the real problems that I have faced make everything else that I go through on a daily basis, whether that is business or relationship problems or growing my podcast or marketing or going to the gym or waking up, all that stuff is a game, man. It's all a game. I feel very similarly. <laughs> I feel very similarly on many of the things you said there. Every every couple of sentences, I'd be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, right? And I love that. A lot of, right, yeah. Sometimes I feel like the walls are caving in. I really, really do feel like that every now and then. And I, and I do question myself. And a lot of people will ask me like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of other people don't get it. Cause this is almost like uncharted territory in 100%. human history. Like I know Eric Hunley called me in, in, in a review. He's like, Jordan is the future of podcasts. And, and I, and I thought to myself, I was like, I don't know that there's really been a past of podcasting. So it was, it was interesting for me. I got, uh, it's, it's a really hard feeling to describe, but like right. people don't really know where this is going. And so a lot of times that's, I find where I question myself. So when people ask you what the end goal is with your podcast, how do you answer that, Mark? Yeah. I mean, for me, like, you know, my end goal for the podcast is like, yeah, I created this self-amplifying feedback loop to constantly teach me, but it's also a platform that I'm going to have for when I want to get into the, you know, mental health industry, 
I will be ready, be a significant player because my podcast is just a tool that enables me to go in there and reach out to the top most performing players in that industry, learn from them, get associated with them. And it's like, the podcast is not really something that like he's in my vision. Like I don't I don't want to be referred to as a podcast host, right? A lot of people know me that as now and podcasting is great. It's awesome. But it's just simply a vehicle to take me where I want to go because you and I just happen to be living in one of the most underrated like marketing influence engines that we happen to take advantage of at the right time. Right? And so for me, kind of like when I look at my life, you know, I want to give every single human being on this planet the tools that they need to eventually make mental illness a thing of the past. Um, Do you think that's really possible though? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So how? how? Yeah. So dude, I'll tell you, like, if you talk to a normal person and you ask, and like you, you ask them to like take a top down view of the world they're going to talk to you about a bunch of problems like, I don't know, like the government, climate change. Like they're going to talk to you about all these big, big, big level problems. Right. And I don't necessarily, I'm not like denying those or ignoring those, but that is just not the way that I think, man. If if you hear- People, com- well, people are in that complaining mode all the time. It's so funny. Well, it's not just that, man. It, it, it It's this scarcity mindset. It's this, it's this kind of talk, and this will get controversial, but it's like this. How do we fix climate change? Basically, it's nobody has any idea. <laughs> but the one thing that we do know is like sustainability, okay? Let, let's consume less. I honestly think that's not a great strategy. That doesn't mm-hmm. go with human behavior, and I honestly think that is a defensive move. People see that as like the only solution. But what I'm trying to tell other people is like, when you like, dude, I've been in some crazy rooms with some crazy people, rooms that I would never think I'd ever be in rooms with like billionaires, people that that, that like are building bio brain implants, people that are talking about like some really heavy stuff like consciousness, like psychedelic drugs, like LSD, like just some crazy, crazy stuff, man. And those of them that have billions of dollars that, are, that aren't that are just like theorizing, but are actually like building companies right now as we speak to do this, man, they are thinking in this completely different mode of like this abundance mindset. And it's like this, imagine... If instead of we remove all the coal plants of the world and we fire all the coal workers and we make everything to be eco-degradable, eco-plastic, why don't we just go to the moon and get helium-3 because that can actually power the world for 500 years? Why instead of us looking at the healthcare issue that we have in America that's costing trillions of dollars of saying like, hey, we're going to raise taxes. We're going to um, train 
So somebody could take a look at like the healthcare issue and say, hey, why don't we raise taxes to pay for this? Or some people might say, hey, why don't we cut government funding? Why don't we cut welfare to make people that, you know, are going to be sick, pay for themselves? Whatever all those solutions, those broken solutions that we have. But it's like this. Wait, why don't it, why don't we make chronic illness an option? Why don't we make the broken healthcare system? Oh, totally. Actually, hold up. My mistake. It's actually not broken. It's actually functioning great, but it's obsolete for mm, today's mm, diseases. Mm. Today's diseases, things like dementia and ADHD, those are new diseases. Right. So it's like this. Why don't, instead of like, we tackle this issue by throwing a bunch of band-aids at it, because that, based on our brains, is the only thing that we can linearly see as humans. But it's like, when you start to live in the world of exponential technologies, our thinking is completely, completely outdated. It's like this, when people are talking about even the future, and they're like, hey, Robots are going to take over, man. Artificial intelligence is going to take all the jobs. Maybe, or that could just mean we are freed up as humans to not work and live in a different entire tier of like Maslow's hierarchy and move past the survival primitive need of food, oxygen, shelter. Why don't instead of the robots taking over, we just have artificial intelligence implants that just merge us with the robots. And so like when you get in this kind of thinking, this kind of abundance, what may seem to some people as crazy, but this is actually what is happening in the world. The people that have the right mindset that is screwed on, right? That have the right money, they are making this a thing. Okay. And so when you ask me, like, do you actually think it is possible or plausible to make mental illness a thing of the past? 100,000%, man. We are going to cure all of the diseases in our lifetime. In, like, in our lifetime, not like our kids, we are going to be living in a completely di different dimension of human life. The Homo sapien era is going to be a thing of the past. We are going to enter into almost a new kind of species that is going to enable us to rethink everything. And so, dude, I wanna be a part of this world. I'm connecting myself with the people that are making this happen as we speak. Mm. And I wanna be a player in there. And if I'm not the one who like starts it for mental health, I wanna be a contributor. I wanna help. I wanna, get, I want, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to be a part of this and the podcast is just one of the tools that I have to slowly but surely, as a 21-year-old, make that happen for me at a sustainable and cumulative basis. Mm, mm. It's powerful. It's some bold statements there, some very bold statements. And it's a very smart strategy, though. You are aligning yourself with the people that are making this happen. And that is incredible. Now you say, Mark, that you're going to write a New York Times best-selling book. And I agree with you. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. What's it going to be about? Yeah. So I have, uh, actually I have two books right now. Um, the second book, 
that's going to be a New York Times bestselling. I mean, hopefully the first one is too, but you know, I don't want to get my expectations up. The second one is going to be sort of like, I'm going to write it in like 10 years. It's going to be like about my personal life. It's going to be some heavy shit that I've never talked about. And so that'll be great. The first book that I'm working on now that is also a long-term project um, is a book based on my podcast. And it's going to be called, I'm not 100% sure on the title yet, but it's going to be called Humans 2.0, Create Your Own Mindset. And the entire basis of it is this, okay? When you were a kid, I don't see them now, but when you were a kid, have you? did you ever stumble across those books that were like these adventure books where like you make decisions and then you flip to a page number based on your decision? Oh yeah, sure. So I want to make one of those, but to walk somebody step by step on how to build their own mindset that is uniquely for them based on all of the amazing wisdom, knowledge, application, tools that I have gotten from the podcast. So, you know, at first I was going to try to do some kind of tools and titans type thing from Tim Ferriss. And I had somebody that I really, really look up to give me some advice that said that is not a good idea. Um, like a, like literally a Pulitzer Prize five times New York Times bestselling author told me not to do that. He's become a mentor yeah, of mine. I, I remember from, I remember you said that from uh, one of our, I think, not even on the podcast, but our first conversation, you said that. Oh. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so what I want to do is like, I want to distill down all this information, all these tools, all this wisdom. Because here's the thing, man, we're not all the same. Um, you know, uh, waking up at 5am may work for somebody and may not work for somebody else. Meditating for half an hour a day may work for somebody and it may not work for somebody else. We're all different. And so my entire philosophy with this book that is nowhere even close to being finished yet. Like I'm at, I'm at maybe around 250 episodes that have been recorded and I'm going to get gears to publish it and release it around like once I have 500 people that like I think are the best of the best. So it's, this is going to like be like a multi-year long project for me. But that is the book that I want to build because I don't really see anybody having a similar format to that. I think it could be a big, big hit just to like stand out from all of the self-improvement books out there that is actually like an interactive thing that is actually right for every single person and not just for a certain group of people. And so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting time, um, but I hope it can benefit some people. Yeah, it's very unique. And it really sounds like a book that people people who listen to this podcast would absolutely love to check out. So, I mean, when you have that book ready to go, of course, we'll have you back on the podcast, Mark. And so a lot of times I think about that for people on the rise, one of the biggest threats to having th to unraveling things for them is their ego. Yes. How is that, you're that's what that. you're hoping. Yeah. Oh, okay. So how do you extinguish the fire of your ego? Yeah. So because we all we all have it. I'm not saying when I say your ego, I'm not like Mark Metry's a conceited 
freak. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that, I mean, if you don't think you have an ego, I mean, I, I don't know. That's weird. I think I, everyone, everyone has one ego. Ego literally means like self, I think. Mm-hmm. So we all, we all have a self, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, we actually know that, you know, scientifically speaking, the ego like in your brain is located in the lateral prefrontal cortex, depending on which kind of philosophy you want to believe of higher consciousness of, are we like autonomous beings or are we a part of a bigger system but we have this part in our brains called the ego that enables each individual organism to take control for survival reasons that is the primary purpose of the ego okay in my opinion and here's the thing you need it you can't get rid of it forever um and the thing that i've actually learned man is that the ego can be a spark. It can be the trigger to something bigger. And so every single thing that you and I have done has been because of our ego. It is simply as of that. But this is where it gets too big. This is what happens, man. So I'll take you back into the mindset of who I was when I was 17, 18. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. I had a low self-esteem. I wasn't confident, but here's the thing. I had a massive ego. (laughs) You know why? And that might seem like a contradiction, but it's not. But you know why? I thought I knew what life was. I thought I understood life's rules. But here's the thing, man. Depending on how big your ego can get, your ego, yourself starts to compete with life. It starts to compete with reality itself. And in your mind, you start almost saying no to the natural higher self part of you. And that's because your ego is too big because you actually think that you're right. And here's the thing, man. If people look at me as like a podcast host who talk to all these people and they think I'm smart and they think I have wisdom, That's not the right message I'm trying to convey. The only thing, I've learned a lot, but one of the major things that I've learned is, this is a quote from a philosopher, I'm blanking on who, but the more you know, the more you know, you don't know. And that is the existence of, that is the reality of human existence. And so I don't want to be looked at as like, dude, look at me, man. I'm like this podcast host, top 100 Because here's the thing, man, what I've learned is the ego is always trying to latch on to something. It is always trying to label itself as something to move from its very, very temporal state that we all have of being egoic to being a real boy. It's like the whole moral of Pinocchio. And it's like, hey, I'm a real boy now. But here's the thing. And here's what he does in that story, man. The more that he lies, the more his nose gets bigger. Why is that important? Because here's the thing, and here's what I've learned. Every time you lie, you diminish reality and you make your ego bigger. Every time that your friend comes up to you and he says, oh, dude, what were you doing in your room for the last two hours when you know you've just been watching Netflix, but you say like, oh, dude, I've been working like super hard. I've been like grinding. 
what you are actually doing is you are creating another dimension of reality where you value that other person's opinion over what you are saying to yourself. And who's the one that is doing that? Who's the one that really, really cares about that other person's opinion in that second? Your ego. Mm. And so that being said, man, what I think the game is all about is, you know, human beings are like onions. We have like this bulb, this inner soft bulb in the middle that's like really soft, it's really mushy. And as we go throughout our childhoods, as we move throughout life, and this may be conscious or unconscious, we start to build these layers, these heavier protective layers that shield us from the outside world about the person who we really are in the inside. Why? Because there was a time where we got emotionally hurt or maybe we even got physically hurt. Like you see ripped dudes all the time that are like bodybuilders and have six packs. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But a lot of those guys are fueled by their ego because at one time in their life, they felt physically inadequate. Okay. Mm. And so that being said, if you are a human being, if you are in any kind of a field, you always have to check yourself. You always have to have honest, truthful conversations with yourself, okay? Because an unhealthy ego lies in this dysfunction of the human mind to reality, where someone is constantly lying, not just to other people. Like, if you lie to other people, who cares, right? But when you lie to yourself, when you say like, oh, I, you know, I sort of like, punked out to myself. Oh, that's okay. Right. Your brain, your ego is storing think those things up. And every time that you try to think of who you are, and this is what happened to me in my rock bottom from ages 18, I didn't even know who I was because I had distorted my reality so much because my ego was so big because my ego didn't take the actual blow, the pain mm. that it needed from the outside or from the internal world to grow, to evolve, to change. And so no matter what I do in my life, I never want to be known as like the person who knows everything, the person that is even like an expert, the person that... Um, you know, knows no harm. You know what I mean? Like when somebody's ego gets too big, they become a different person that is not in tune of their higher self. And that to me happening is like the worst case scenario, man. And that is why I constantly go into the pain because I'm always trying to be as honest and as truthful to myself because that is the panacea of life, my friends authenticity, honesty, truth to yourself and to others is the only level playing field that is worth playing. Other than that, it's all distorting lies to yourself. And here's the thing, man, as humans, as people who have finite limited bodies and physicality, and we could die by hitting a street, we also have an infinite mind. And we're trapped between these two sorts of dualities. And the person who is able 
to be honest with themselves and come to terms and take some sort of a step forward, that is the person that wins. And all the people that I've seen that have a big ego, they don't win at all. And they don't Mm. win from an external worldview for long. They could maybe for 10 years, but more importantly, they don't win on the inside, man. And when I had, when at 15, when I had the world's number one Minecraft server, like as a nerd, that to me is like making it. Making hundreds of thousands of dollars, doing a, playing a video game you love is like 100% making it, man. But here's the thing, dude, that's not worth shit. It's all about this. For people that couldn't see, it's all about this, 22. <laughs> it's into my mind. And that's yeah, because it's, it's like, Inner peace is what it's all about. Mm, mm. It really, really is. I agree 100%. And I don't want to end it on any stronger note than that. I want people to, because <laughs> that, was, that was really one of the best answers I've ever heard on the podcast. I Like last time, like I said last time, and I, and I rarely say this, especially on air, I can't wait to listen back to <laughs> this one. And so people... I highly recommend that they listen to the Humans 2.0 podcast because, I mean, for God's sake, I listen to it every single week. Like it's a regular part of my podcast rotation. And I even laid in bed last night thinking in preparation for this interview, I was like, wait, maybe is it possible that over the last six months, that is the num- like the number one podcast that I've listened to, like the, the podcast I've listened to most often and I think it might be, <laughs> I think it might be my most listened. It's like next to you and Joe Rogan that I've like listened to um, the most over the last six months. So really great production there. Humans 2.0. People can go to your website, markmetry.com. People can find you on Instagram at markmetry. And if they aren't connected with you on LinkedIn, they're sleeping on life, I think. So connect with Mark Metry on there and study his content the way I studied his content, especially if you're someone that wants to start creating. Now, Mark, I do have one final question for you, and that is a new one. I didn't have it at the time. It is, if you could teach a course at a university, a course of your creation or otherwise, what would it be? You teach many things. What would your course at the university be? So my first instinct is to say how to become a human 2.0, but I feel like that's like like really vague, right? Um, Because I think life is holistic and I think it's about a lot of interconnected pieces, but the course that I would be is how to be your no give a fuck self. Mm. This almost like the subtle art of not giving a fuck. <laughs> the no give a fuck self. Okay. Cause the parad- that, that's it. Cause the paradox behind that man is I do give a fuck. And mm. yeah, man, I think there's a lot of pieces, but I think if you can kind of use authenticity and being yourself as the panacea, I think you'll win no matter where you are in life. And dude, thank you so much for that. That's such a high compliment. Believe it or not, man, like Joe Rogan was like the first podcast I ever listened to. Looking back at that now, that's what like slowly started to expand my mind. And the fact that you just mentioned my name with his is like ridiculous, man. I hope to interview Joe one day. I hope to be on his podcast. And (laughs) dude, I just hope that we can look back at this time and be like, look at us, man. We're both just like these 
freaking kids doing cool stuff, but you know, I think we both have our minds screwed on, right? And like, as long as we can, in my opinion, continue to keep eating shit, we'll be good. Mark Metry, I love you, brother. I love you too. And I cannot wait to be on your podcast next week. Oh, Let's yeah. grow together. Woo! There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a quick five-star rating in iTunes. All you have to do is grab your iPhone or iPad, open up the Apple Podcast app, hit the search tab, search the show, Growth Mindset University, or just search my name, Jordan Paris, tap the show, scroll all the way to the bottom, and then just hit that fifth star, and that helps us tremendously in ways that you could never even imagine. It means the absolute world to me when people do this. I would be eternally grateful if you do that. We're pushing 100 ratings right now, and it's really making a difference for this show. And of course, if you've not already subscribed to the show, just make sure you do that wherever you're listening to so that you don't miss that next episode. I know you're not going to want to miss it. And you only heard this episode today because I thought it was valuable enough to post here. So if you want to share that value with your friends, your family, go ahead and do that. Share this episode with them. Take a screenshot, send it to them. Take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore so that I know you're listening and I can get back to you and put a face to the name. Now, if you're ready to really take your life to the next level, my book is on Amazon. It is also called Growth Mindset University. It's all about how to learn anything, how to take control of your life, and how to fulfill your vision of success. And you're not just supporting me and this channel by getting this book, but you're also getting this awesome book that's going to lay out the rules and principles to design your life full of joy and fulfillment. All right, I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn, and grow to give. <laughs>